You're listening to episode number 248. Today, we're talking all about sexual wellness. This is the Made for Living Well podcast, hosted by Alexa Sherm, the place to create a life well-lived. Welcome back to this podcast. As always, my name's Alexa, and I'm so glad you're here because today we're going to dive into a subject that is a little bit dicey at times, something that we haven't talked a lot about on here, but we are going to in a big way. Today, we're bringing in sexual wellness. Now, I know your inner middle schooler might want to giggle and you have all kinds of ideas and thoughts. But the reality is, is that this is a really core system in our body and we put little positive emphasis into it. And I say that lightly because yes, there's all kinds of advice out there, but I just wanna forewarn you that not all advice is great. And this idea of sexual wellness doesn't always have the most positive spin to it. So today we're gonna briefly talk about sexual wellness, but this summer I'm launching an entire podcast series called The Sex Talk, where we're gonna dive into the actual sexual education that you never learned. This is going to blow your mind, and honestly, there's so much knowledge that you might think that you have, but this is going to take it a few steps deeper. Plus, talk about healing from sexual trauma um, and the intended design. It's going to be a really clean way to talk about sexual education, so if you're a little concerned or maybe you have a teenager that wants to listen to the show, this will be a great podcast series to give to them that will inform them and encourage them. But honestly, I just think sexual wellness, no matter what age or where you are at and your lifespan is a great conversation to have because even if you're not in your reproductive years, the sexual function of your body is having an impact. In fact, a massive impact on your biology. And today we're going to break that down in this opener on why you need a sexual wellness routine and what that looks like. But before we get to today's show, I just want to remind you that this is in the middle of a brand new series called Eight Life-Transforming Health Tips You Need to Know. We're breaking down all kinds of episodes, mostly with experts in their field, talking about our mind, building habits, meditation, and last week we talked about the importance of the nervous system, which is foundational in health. So if you haven't listened to those, make sure you go back and listen to them after today's show. And as always, you can find all of the information and more about the shows and helpful tips to incorporate these into your everyday life over at thelivingwell.com. Now today, there's also some show notes over there. We're going to talk more about what it looks like to build a sexual wellness routine. And I've released a few other blog posts that are a little bit more specific in helping you to really dive into some topics like vaginal care and how to keep your lady parts healthy. So head on over to thelivingwell.com to check that out. We do have a few more episodes in this series, a couple great interviews coming up, and then one more solo show by me before this series ends and a new one begins in the first part of April. And one last thing before we get started. Honestly, it is just an honor to teach you and walk alongside of you and guide you in this process of everyday health. I hope you feel uplifted and encouraged and also that you actually developed knowledge that makes health approachable and achievable. That's my goal with this is you were made for living well. Health is inside of you. You don't need to chase it down. It's time to start learning how to live that out. If you're loving the show, I would love if you would take a few minutes to rate and review the show. 
It is literally the lifeblood of the show. It makes all of the difference in helping other people find and hear about the show who wouldn't otherwise know about it. So to leave a rating and review, head to thelivingwell.com backslash review or whatever podcast player you're listening to on, just rate and review it right there. If you take a rating or review, take a screenshot, send it my way, and I will send you back something just for helping me out. Of course, another way to share this knowledge is to take a screenshot of the podcast and share it on social media or send it to your friends or just tell them about it. Tell them what you're loving, what you're learning, and encourage them to take a listen as well. Okay, now let's get right into today's show about sexual wellness. Now here's the deal. I know like your intermittent schooler is giggling and you're kind of maybe feel squeamish or maybe you already think, man, I got this down. But here's the deal and why I have such a passion for this topic and also one that I haven't shared a lot about is because I feel like this does deserve a series. Like just dropping one podcast out in the middle of nowhere leaves more questions and unanswered thoughts that you might be having and I really want to address all of them. That's why we're going to dig into a full series. But today I want to open the door and just tell you why this is so important to your health. And the main answer is it's a great sign of the overall working of your body, how well your hormones are functioning, how good or bad your libido is, your pelvic floor. All of this matters because our bodies were really designed to reproduce. Now, yes, I know not everyone is at the reproductive state nor will reproduce, but it is a core design of the human body is to grow other humans to multiply and then fill the earth. So there is this big drive inside of our system to recognize that one of our core functions is reproduction. Now, what's interesting about the reproductive phase or why sexual wellness, in my opinion, is incredibly important is because in order to do that, your body has to be at a healthy state. If you think about it, it takes an incredible amount of energy and nutrients and work for your body to actually reproduce. And yes, that's on the female aspect, but also on the male aspect. It might be surprising, but to actually regenerate sperm count inside a male's body after ejaculation can take about 64 days. Yes, you produce sperm every day, but a full sperm regeneration cycle is 64 days long. So we can't just think it doesn't take work. This is taking an incredible amount of energy and work for your body to create a healthy being by also starting with a healthy body. And so sexual wellness is going to open the door for us to understand like where do we fall in how healthy are we? Not to say it's good or bad, right or wrong, right? But just to give you a good judge. Because if we're working from a healthy homeostatic balance, our reproductive state or our sexual wellness should be functioning really, really well. We should have high energy, low PMS symptoms, if none, a pretty regular cycle, although a cycle is not like a specific 28 days like the birth control pill makes us believe, but a pretty irregular cycle about every 21 to 38 days, you should have a pretty healthy pelvic floor, good hormonal flow, a great libido. And all of this is just to give you an example of, hey, your body is probably working pretty well. And I say this all because one of the reasons or one of the ways that we can tell a body is in stress is that it starts to shut off what's considered unnecessary function. 
Now, yes, I just told you that reproduction is very necessary to maintaining the human species, but to a body in survival, reproduction is not a critical function. In fact, it's going to shut off the ability to reproduce. It's going to shut off your libido. It's going to shut off any desire for anything anytime your body is stressed. And this goes for males and females. In fact, the leading cause of erectile dysfunction is not a bad hormonal flow. It's stress. Across the board, men and women are being plagued by stress. I mean, other necessary functions of survival can also slow down. Like when you're in high stress state, your body's digestive processes slow down. They don't work as well. Hence why so many people are bloated and experiencing irritable bowel is simply because their body hasn't re-regulated or doesn't have a great homeostatic balance to it. And it's constantly working from this place of stress. Now you might be thinking, well, I just thought my hormones were off or like my hormones are clearly the problem. And I just kind of want to put hormones back in their rightful place because we villainize hormones to an extreme. And while there's some validity to it, honestly, I don't like to get too hung up in there because your hormones are not what's at fault. In fact, your hormones are simply a messenger molecule. And so today I want to talk about what our hormones are, how we can start to create more sexual energy, and why you need a sexual wellness routine. But hopefully you're already starting to answer that question because really it just boils down to it is a necessary vital function of a working human body. And here's the big kicker is outside of reproduction, because that's such a short phase of life, we all produce what's considered a level of energy out of our sexual organs. And we know this, right? Like we know that testosterone makes people feel a certain way. Estrogen can make people feel a different way. It's this connection of what we talked about last week with the nervous system of connecting your entire body together into one functioning unit. And hormones are changing the cells to produce different energy, which is going to change the outcome of your body. So I don't want this to sound woo-woo, but technically speaking, Your sexual organs are producing a level of energy, which some people consider your sexual energy. Just like emotional energy or physical energy, your body is producing a level of sexual energy. And this energy is important for the homeostatic balance of the body. It's important in helping you feel well. So we have to work on this sexual wellness routine, not just for reproduction and not just to have a great sex life. But truly, for the whole of who we are, our immune system, our cardiovascular system, our muscular system, all of this is really dependent on a level that stems from our sexual region or our sexual energy inside of our body. Now, again, I don't want that to sound woo-woo at all, but I really hope that this just opens your eyes to realize those sexual issues that you're having are not just pesky problems. They're really a signal to how the whole of who you are is working together. So like I said, if you're having fertility problems, if you're having excessive PMS, if you're a male and you're having erectile dysfunction, or even when we look at addictions, aggressions, mood, behavior, all of these things can stem from an imbalance in our body's energy movement and an imbalance in how our body is feeling and the messages being sent out which stem from a change in our neurotransmitters, 
those enzymes, our hormones, all of that changes and shifts based off our reaction to life and how much energy our body has to give back to life. Let's start with hormones, and then we're going to dive more into the sexual energy of it. Again, I don't want you to think that is woo-woo in any kind of way. Yes, people are talking about it in a very out there kind of way, but today I just want it to relate to how do you feel? Any other energy inside of your body, it's either making you feel good or it's making you feel exhausted. So we're going to keep it on that level. But before we get there, I want to put hormones back in their intended place. Now, hormones get a really bad rap. One of the reasons for that is, is they're really easy to pinpoint, right? We can take blood work, we can actually measure specific hormones, and then we have the ability to alter them with synthetic or bioidentical hormones or maybe even other nutrients and supplementation. But that doesn't always mean that we're actually creating the homeostatic balance our body is looking for. And I say that because hormones are really not our problem. Yes, we've been led to believe they're their problem because we can sell a solution to that. But at the end of the day, your hormones are simply messenger molecules. This is what we have to really remind ourselves of. They're not the ones dictating the message. Even though you want to blame them, they're not the one dictating the message. They're simply carrying a message that your brain sends or your nervous system is going to send to specific cells. They're simply the carrier, like the postal worker at the post office or the FedEx people, right? They're simply taking one package to another home and delivering the message. Now, what specific hormone is being sent is going to be based off of what message is trying to be sent. So for instance, inside the body, if your body eats a lot of sugar, your body's going to signal in your brain to produce a message or a hormone called insulin, which is gonna go, it's gonna package up the glucose, and then it's gonna carry it to the cells, to the home where it's supposed to go. It's delivering glucose or energy to cells. Insulin is rarely the problem, of course, unless your body isn't producing enough insulin. We'll talk about that in a minute, but it's really just the messenger molecule. But we blame it for a lot of things, right? And so I want us to think outside the box and recognize maybe it's not that I have a hormonal problem. Maybe it's I have a message problem. Like we need to be more focused on what message is my body sending because it's that message that's influencing the hormones or changing which hormones are in flow inside the body, which is then changing the outcome of the cell. So I think what we really need to do and where most people are having issues is not the hormonal imbalance themselves. Very few people actually have a true hormonal imbalance. And even if you do, it's really hard to track and manage because your hormones are constantly changing based on, here it is, your perspective of life. Whether your body is in a state of thriving or surviving, which comes from all these sensory inputs, that then you perceive in your mind to either be safe and open and nourishing or threatening and scary and overwhelming. And what state your body is in is going to completely change the biological patterns that start with a message that captured by a specific hormone and then gets sent to the cells. So really, when we talk about sexual wellness and even talk about sexual energy and 
really changing our body and creating this sense of longevity and and health, we have to always go back to what message is my body sending? Because it's that message that changes the entire outcome. Yes, we could fiddle around with your hormones all day, but the truth of the matter is, is that long-term, it's pretty ineffective. It's very ineffective simply because your message is always changing. But it also shows why when you start to change your diet and your lifestyle practices to help change your hormones, you are changing them, but not because you're actually influencing the hormone, but the message your body is being sent. So when you eat less inflammatory-causing foods and you eat more nutrient-dense foods, your body's going to signal like, hey, we're being fed what we need, we're getting the energy that we need, therefore the entire hormonal pattern shifts And it looks like, wow, my diet really did work. Yes, it did, but not because it actually changed your hormone, but it changed the messaging. So again, just keep in mind your hormones are messenger molecules. And if you want to change your hormonal system, if you want to heal your hormones, the best way to do that is to change the message, to understand the message. And this is where we have so much control. Now, a lot of that message is going to come from your mentality and stress. Honestly, no amount of eating clean or exercising well is going to overcome an incredibly stressful life. We have to deal with the emotional stress that we're putting on our body because nothing outweighs that. Simply because stress or emotional energy accounts for about 80% of our total energy. So it's massive in determining the messaging system of our body. So we always have to go back to that. But there are like all these lifestyle and diet practices are actually just working to either support that flow of energy, filling your body with energy, or are they taking it away? And these negative energy foods or dead energy foods are changing the message because it's making the body feel restricted, which creates a stress inside the system. So again, hormones are messenger molecules. And if you start to think about it that way, start to pay attention to how can I change the message? How can I support a better message? And the real kicker is, is your body is always looking for a safe environment to heal. So your job is not to try to fix your hormones, but change the environment in which it heals and create a safe place for that to happen. And honestly, In the process of that, you won't just fix your hormones, you'll fix the whole of who you are because every single system is working together. So I hope that kind of cleared the air in a very simplistic way about what hormones are. Yes, we can talk about estrogen dominance, progesterone loss, and we'll talk about those a little bit, but they're not as big of a deal as just changing the message. That is really the root that we need to get ourselves back to. And that leads into sexual energy. This can sound incredibly out there and woo-woo, and I don't want that to be the case. I really just want you to look at this like your physical energy or your emotional energy, right? Those things are obviously influencing how you feel, whether you have energy and creativity to do your work, to enjoy life, to be adventurous, or whether you feel incredibly exhausted, hungry all of the time, and really unable to do the work that you want to do. That really stems from the whole energy picture that's happening inside your body. Energy is this life force that we all have. It's like the one thing that actually is controlling the messaging patterns or what hormones are being sent out. 
I want to try to make this as clear as I can and also keep you really engaged. I'm going to tell you how we can help work with this in a minute. But just going back to this energy flow, we've talked a lot about it here at Made for Living Well, but it is like this connection of your mind, body, and soul. It's it's this force of life. You can feel it, whether you have energy to work out or live your life or whether you feel exhausted. And it's not to say that you have this intense energy all the time, but really it's a balance of energy. You're going to have periods throughout the day where you have a lot of energy and then you should get tired by the end of the day, sleep, allowing your body to refuel and then wake up and start the day again. That's the ideal. Homeostasis is always about balance, not one extreme or the other. Now, what's interesting is, is that based on the first law of thermodynamics, not to get into a physics lesson, but we all have an abundant flow of energy meaning we all wake up every day with the same energy, right? Like it's not like something that we can get rid of or get more of necessarily, but it's really about how that energy is being channeled. Now inside the body, obviously there's a lot of different patterns of energy, but really what you're feeling is how much energy your cells are producing, or if you're exhausted, how little that they're producing. (laughs) And this is where I think sexual wellness goes to a new level. Yes, we've talked about emotional energy, which is extremely important and dictates so much of our total energy. But when we look at a biological function, we also have physical energy, which stems from sexual energy or what some people consider your creative energy. Now, your sexual energy and creative energy are really important because they're going to feed your immune system primarily. They're going to feed back into the body and help to counter or create that balance of energy. If you have a stressful day and you're working at a low emotional energy, your sexual energy can come back in and reboost the body. It's not to say that one energy stream is more important than the other, but they're really all working together to create some level of homeostatic balance. Now, when your emotional energy tends to drop, obviously your sexual energy tends to drop and your physical energy also tends to drop. So it's not like we can have low emotional energy and extremely high sexual energy. We don't really often see that. But what I'm trying to say is they all work together, meaning we need to use all of them or support all of them in order to really create the wholeness and the healthiness that you're looking for. So when we look at sexual energy, some people call it creative energy, whatever it is, it's this idea that You have a level of energy that's being produced out of your sexual organs, out of the cells in your pelvic region, and those are actually producing energy that then can feed your immune system, it can feed your cardiovascular system, it can feed your musculoskeletal system, like every system in your body can gain energy from what's being produced inside the cells. Now, unfortunately, a lot of people are working at a deficit in their sexual energy, We put little thought into our sexual energy, into our sexual wellness, and therefore it starts to plummet. And when it starts to plummet, we see the whole body as a whole start to decline. We see muscle mass decrease. We see immune function decrease, specifically white T cells or killer cells, a decline in sperm counts. We see a decline in ovulation. We see more PMS. We see more hip pain, pelvic region discomfort. There's a lot of things that are going to happen. But on the flip side, if you're functioning at a healthy sexual energy, then your body You'll see a decrease in blood pressure, an increase in immune function, an increase in heart health, 
an increase in self-esteem, a decrease in depression and anxiety, an increase in your libido, an increase in pain relief, better sleep, an increase in connection with yourself and with others, and a decrease in psychological and emotional stress. So we see this whole picture coming together. And the reason why sexual energy is really important is because of what it can produce inside of your brain, which is actually going to change how your body responds to stressful situations. So why we can't just fix the emotional system is because there are some levels of the sexual energy and your physical energy that are going to change how your neurotransmitters are released, which is going to help you change your outlook on life. Just like they say exercise is one of the best remedies to mental health problems, that's because it's changing the the neurotransmitters in your brain, which are going to change your perspective of life. The same thing happens with our sexual energy. In sexual energy, I want you not to just think of as just sex and orgasm, but it truly is a form of connection. That's what sexual energy is and why this is so important is not just the act of sex, but of connection. And that connection is going to release specific neurotransmitters and hormones like dopamine that only are released in connection and therefore going to help shift those cycles in your brain to help you see life in a different way. Your body is constantly working for the good of who you are. It does not like survival patterns. It will stay stuck there and live there as long as it feels threatened. And I think so often we're just encouraging the threat rather than taking it away, rather than realizing we have so much ability to recreate patterns inside of our brain that maybe once were negative, maybe once you were a pessimist, but your body wants to change that and work for the good of who you are. And the sexual wellness routine or utilizing that sexual energy actually can make a massive change in the structure of our brain and the perception, which is going to completely transform your entire body, health, life, everything. And it comes back to connection. So sexual energy is important or how much energy your body is producing, which then you can channel into being a good listener, to being creative, getting your work done, thinking outside the box, being adventurous, all of these things that really help you to experience life. On the flip side though, low sexual energy decreases your output of oxytocin, which makes people feel really disconnected, really isolated and alone, which increases anxiety and depression and all these feelings that we don't like to feel. The problem is, is that a lot of people realize the importance of sexual wellness, of that connection, but we're trying to get that in a different or a a negative way. And here's the thing about sexual wellness that's maybe different from other areas, although I don't know, it's kind of like exercise, right? You might get to the same result, but the path that it took to get there is going to significantly shift what your body does. Say, for instance, you could run a 5K or you could walk a 5K. And what your body does in the process of getting to that point, the path to getting there, could be significantly different. Maybe running for you is an incredibly big stress, a big energy depletion, which you don't have energy to spare, which is going to increase inflammation and lactic acid. And by the end of it, you're just exhausted. 
But walking, on the other hand, might start to release some of those feel-good hormones, some of those, um, some of that energy that's going to mobilize. And by the end of it, you might all walk the same three miles, but one might be fatigued and one might be energized. The same thing happens with sexual wellness. Not all paths are the same, even if they result in the same outcome. Let's just talk about the basics because this is what everyone thinks of with sexual wellness is orgasm. There's multiple ways to reach an orgasm. It might seem like the same result, but the outcome is not going to be the same to your body. So connectedness to reach an outcome, sex in its intended design with your spouse is going to produce all of the positive feel-good energy that your body is actually looking for. It's the same way as any kind of connectedness, holding hands with someone, cuddling, hugging people, really looking them in the eye and having great conversations. It doesn't just have to be sex, but doing these things and connection is what releases the oxytocin, which is what releases the mood-boosting hormones, which is what increases the self-esteem and increases the progesterone inside the body that helps you to relax, that helps you to stay in this parasympathetic state which creates the nourishment that your body is looking for. On the other hand, just trying to attain an orgasm by using a vibrator or masturbation actually doesn't have the same effects. Now, if you really want to dive into the research, yes, they say any orgasm is better than no orgasm. But if you really want to put it in a hierarchy, an orgasm on your own in masturbation or by a vibrator actually doesn't have the same effect as having sexual intercourse in its intended design. Why? Because masturbation outside of connection doesn't release oxytocin. It actually doesn't release many of the mood-boosting hormones and neurotransmitters that you're looking for. Some, yes, because that's why you feel the rush of pleasure, but it's temporary. It's not the lasting approach that connection has. It also tends to increase adrenaline while decreasing progesterone, which is going to decrease your testosterone. And in some cases, it can actually damage kidneys and produce excess inflammation. What I'm trying to say by all that is there's an intended design. And the intended design of sexual wellness is connection, this need to connect with other people, this drive. But it also shows that you don't just have to have sex in order to get a boost in sexual wellness or in sexual energy. Yes, that energy is critical to the body. We're always producing it. But it's how do you channel that and what are you doing with that energy that is going to change what your body does as a whole? If you're just frustrated sexually, you don't feel like you can abstain and you know, you're channeling that sexual energy into just a quick fix long term, that really has negative consequences to the body. But I think in like God's goodness, he gave us a way to abstain that was not just withholding, but it was like actually using and doing something good with that and that you could experience the same health benefit regardless of if you had sex or not, just by a simple act of connecting with other human beings and even connecting with yourself into connecting with God. It's the intimacy of life that makes this so complicated and yet so incredibly important and beneficial. We can't discount sexual energy. Now, what do I want to do with that right now? Like, honestly, all of these topics, we're going to dive into a lot more in depth in the sexual health series, the sex talk this summer. Um, We're going to dive into the, you know, God's intended design and why that's important, but also why sex should be pleasurable 
for both male and females, women need sexual pleasure just as much, if not more than a man, surprisingly. And we're going to talk about that. But I want you to understand and why I bring this up is it's not just about sex. This is about the entire health of your body and also how we connect with the world around us. It really is a big deal. So you're starting to see, hopefully, that this idea of sexual energy is not just about this woo-woo idea, but it truly is this production of different hormones and neurotransmitters in our body, which is really going to change the entire structure of our biology, helping to shift our perspective. And if you're like me, you're always looking for ways to undo those unhealthy negative patterns of survival and move more into a state of thriving. And that's where this idea of sexual wellness comes in is that we can't keep neglecting our body and dehumanizing it in, in some way. Like We can't keep doing that. We can't keep just blaming our reproductive organs and our PMS and you know women for a lack of drive in that area. And we can't just also keep saying that men have no control. It is absolute fallacy. What we need to know is that we're all sexual beings and that sexual health, reproductive health, whether you're reproducing or not, no matter what phase of life you're in, is incredibly important. And I think it just starts by paying more attention because if your sexual wellness is out of balance, the whole of who you are is out of balance. If you're experiencing PMS, that doesn't just happen one time of month. Your entire biology is giving you a signal that it doesn't have the adequate energy that it needs to really get into a state of thriving. It's just surviving. And if we do that for prolonged periods of time, we're going to experience more and more problems. So the goal is let's start to pay attention to our body. If you don't have a libido, pay attention to that. That's not an issue or just a sign of your age or, you know, just because you're one gender or the other. It's really just a sign that your body is, it doesn't have the sufficient energy and more than likely living out of a stress response. So when we talk about sexual wellness, the first thing that I want you to do is I just want you to pay attention. Pay attention to your sexual organs. Pay attention to your cycle. Track your cycle. Understand your cycle and understand how you feel. Here's what I want you to know. You are going to experience sexual energy. You should experience sexual energy, and that's going to come out in the form of desires and passion, but also of adventure and thrill. Those are not bad things as long as they're channeled in a healthy direction, and you have a lot of ability to channel those things. In fact, a lack of sexual energy is actually going to cause a lot more problems and things that people struggle with. Yes, it's going to cause a low libido, And it's going to cause a lack of drive, but it can also come out in addictions and behavior issues and even pain. So we really want to maintain a balance. But the only way that we can create a healthy balance is to first understand where are you starting from. Then the second thing is, is pay attention and learn how to shift that energy. Right? How do we create more of a balance? How do we use our cycle, the specific times of our month where we have more energy to our advantage? But also, how can our emotional energy and our physical energy shift our sexual energy? And how can we utilize that to enhance it rather than take it away? You might be wondering, okay, that all sounds great, but what does that really look like, right? Well, if you're married, you should desire and want to have sex with your spouse. That's a great and good thing that you should be doing. It actually is going to enhance that connection. 
If you're not married, find ways to connect with other people. I mean, I even think, honestly, like this is also the power of having a pet, Um, not to put them in the sexual health thing, but cuddling with an animal is nearly equivalent to cuddling with a human and what it releases inside the body. That's why they say people who have dogs live longer, especially in the male species, is because of that connection that they're looking for. So find ways to connect with life, with others, with your faith. That connection outside of sex is going to increase the energy inside of your body, and it's really going to help you feel nourished as a whole. And then I think also we need to learn how to nourish our reproductive organs and our genitals. There's no ifs, ands, and or buts about it. We put little effort into it, although we all, I think, are a little curious about it. But there is a right and wrong way to take care of our body in that way. Whether you're a female and you track your cycle and you pay attention to how you're you're feeling throughout that cycle, maybe you're menopausal or postmenopausal, like pay attention to that, understand it. And then also, male and female, taking care of our genital regions the same way we would take care of our face or our skin is important. Really, what I hope you got from this episode is your sexual health matters. And there's a lot of ideas out there. I just want to be clear. Sexual health does not just signify how many orgasms you can have or how your sex life is. Those things matter. They can change your body in a healthy way in the intended design. Outside of that, we can question how valuable that is. But it's more than just that. It's the support and life force that's giving communication back to your brain that's signifying if you're in a healthy place where your body is having a healthy cycle, where you can reproduce, then your body has enough energy to function well. Pay attention. Sometimes the leading signals inside of our body come out of those those things that you would say are quote unquote hormonal problems. Yes, you might have a hormonal imbalance, but remember, it's probably a messaging system that's coming from your perspective of life, which is shifting your energy. In a state of survival, your body wants to store, hoard, and conserve energy because energy is essential for life. So if you're stressed, your body's going to feel exhausted, and therefore it's going to hoard and store energy rather than opening up this flow so you feel physically good. On the other side, in a state of thriving in the intended design of the body and what everyone has the ability to live with is this open flow of energy where you feel good, where you have energy to focus and be creative and you're experiencing those passions and desires, not just sexually, of course, but in your um, relationships and in your work, also in your connections with other human beings. This is important and it comes from a state of thriving. And understanding your sexual wellness is just another way to understand where does my body stand and what does it need? How can I provide a safe environment to thrive? Now, I know this topic is one of the leading traumas that people experience, and I do not want to discount that. This summer and the sex talk, we're going to talk more about sexual traumas, but I want to be clear. I think the reason that we struggle so much with sexual sin and even sexual purity is because this is the one force inside the body that is more than just a connection to the physical. It is a connection to the emotional and even the spiritual world. And again, I don't want to say that in a woo-woo way, but you really do notice this, right? Sexual intimacy is a connection to another human. It's an emotional 
desire and way to feel connected. But it also makes us experience faith in a way that shows us that the miracle of what it takes to actually reproduce, that there is something greater than we are, and yet this was the intended design of humans. And so we can see this big connection and why sexual sin and sexual trauma is so prevalent is because as we get this connection all messed up, right? Like we take it down the wrong path and that is what we have to be careful of. So this summer, we're going to address that as well as all these big basic questions about female anatomy and male anatomy and and orgasm and all of this. But we're also gonna dive into body positivity, the intended design, sexual trauma, relationships. All of that is gonna be talked about because it matters. But sexual energy is more than just sex, it's connection. And we cannot miss that. This matters to your health and I want you to start paying attention. So over on the blog, I'm gonna share a few more ways that you can create a healthy sexual wellness routine and what it can do for the total energy in your body. Really, the idea with this to healthify the whole of who you are is the connection aspect that's going to open up the flow of energy, helping to change your perspective of life. The goal for us is to create that safe environment for our body to thrive. And when we can move into the space of creating a healthy sexual routine, it signifies that we're not as stressed as we're making ourselves out to be. If we're in a safe enough place to reproduce, our body can be in a safe enough place to slow down that stress response. And that is going to help nourish our bodies in every single way. It's a big topic. And I know that you probably have all kinds of questions. Again, head to thelivingwell.com. And while you're there, if you have specific questions or topics you want to learn more about or topics you want your teenagers to hear about, please send them to me. At the bottom, there's a link that says, connect with me, hit that, leave your questions, and I will make sure and incorporate those into the summer wellness series. But I do want to create a clean, safe place for people to learn about sexual health and learn about things that you were never taught in school. So stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, we have some really great shows still coming up. We're going to talk about sleep, metabolic eating patterns, and then one more episode on cleansing and resetting the body, how your body actually cleans itself and why that's important to your health. So stay tuned. You guys are amazing. Don't forget to share this with your friends and family. Leave a rating and review and head on over to thelivingwell.com to check out more information on this podcast as well as how to keep your lady parts healthy. Head on over there at thelivingwell.com. Okay, I'll see you back here next week.